With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> of those three, who's the heir apparent to Peter Vermees? Those three, and we get three more years of Vermees. Benny. <laughs> Not Ilya? No. Ilya is too nice. Yep, he'd be a good assistant I, coach. I can't see Ilya going, damn it, you need to move the ball faster. No, move, you know, I can't see him doing that. Was that your Spanish accent? <laughs> oh, I was thinking it was German. It's like, Vermees German? What? Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. The whole gang is here. The whole Blue Testament is here. We got Chad Smith in the Zoom with us as well. Tuesday night, some time has passed. I think everyone's feeling better about the game. Emotions are not riding high. We're going to talk about the last game. We're going to talk about the state of the team, uh, Voinovich, the all the attackers, and we'll get to the RSL game as well. But do I have any... Is there anyone here that is the pessimist that plays the pessimist on this show? I, I want to go ahead and assume the optimist role because that's what I've fallen into here. I'm not mad about these games really yet. So, so Robert, need, you want to be the pessimist? I need someone that I can argue with. Is it, can we do this? Are we a good show like that? Are we well-rounded? Well, I thought I'd point out that both teams did exceed their expected goals. <laughs> Sporting point six, I think it was. So, yay! Advanced analytics already. We're only like yes, thirty seconds yes. in. Good job, guys. So, no, that, that's all you got. That wasn't that wasn't uh, negative in any way. I want someone to come out firing here. We need to be angry. There's a lot of we need to represent the angry Sporting KC fan base and 
and properly attack. Where's the fire Vermis? Is that that has to be getting shouted somewhere? That was shouted after the first match. So I want to represent Cody. Uh, Cody, Chicago's expected goals was one point six, and they scored three. So yeah, that was negative. <laughs> well, Cody, I'll, I'll bite. So uh, our midfield looked terrible, and uh, there's been a, a continuing trend through the first four games, which is that individual errors in the midfield are leading to turnovers, which is putting our back line at risk. Um, it's what Yuri did to give up a, you know, that, that led to the first goal for Atlanta and this game, uh, Remy played poorly. Roger played poorly mm -hmm. and continuing to turn the ball over in the midfield continues to hurt us. Um, Amelia had a couple howlers. I don't know that that ruins the whole season. I don't think that's a, a common thing for Tim. Right. Um, but you know, uh, another concerning thing for me was that I thought Courtney Ford was really bad. Yes, I agreed. Couldn't pass, couldn't cross, couldn't couldn't do. I mean, defended okay-ish, but uh, you know, you compare him to Fontes, and he was abysmal passing. Um, I was also let down by Ben Sweat too. The other another starter out there. The first goal was the they they didn't put it on him. They just kept saying a giveaway in the midfield, but it was just a, a horrible giveaway like it was he passed it straight to the other team on that one and then i didn't see a whole lot the rest of the game from him you know and and i don't know that it this is going to be an indictment of the whole season but missing so many players you know our second team doesn't have enough quality uh to to continue to be competitive right so last year when seattle was missing roll down they were missing uh nico lodero they were missing jordan morris they were still at the top. They were top three in the West all season long with guys who weren't necessarily starters. And then you compare that to us. And, you know, I know we were missing Daniel. I know we were missing Johnny. We're missing Polito. We were missing Shelton. We were shit. We were terrible. Mm -hmm. and we grew into the game. It got a little bit better. But, you know, at no point did we really look that dangerous. You know, we had long spells of possession, but we never really looked that dangerous. And as Robert pointed out, we only had 0 0.4, 0 0.5, 0.6 shot-based XG. You're not going to win any games that way. So it certainly was bad, and it's continuing a bad trend through four games. Go ahead, Chad. So I uh, I think it's funny that we all started off like all shaking our heads like, no, none of us are going to be pessimistic where nobody's going to do it. And then David comes in here throwing it down. I'll agree with you on the they didn't look and dangerous, like, really. Yes, yes plus one. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. No one looked dangerous. But I think some of those takes are a little little harsh. Um, I didn't think the midfield looked awful by any means. The midfield was weird because the, were there I don't know how many people were in the midfield. Four people were in the midfield. You know, they're playing a, a diamond maybe. I don't know what exactly was going on out there. But uh, I thought Voltaire was good until he made that one mistake. Now, granted, that mistake led to the third goal, but it also was both fullbacks were way up the field. One of the center backs was way up the field. I think Izzy heads the ball backwards and put Remy in a bad situation with his back to goal, and he gets his pocket pick like half a second later. Maybe that's, you know, he should know and release that quicker. But, like, I don't think he was terrible. I don't think Espinosa was terrible. <laughs> like, I thought Duke and Hernandez, the other midfielders, played pretty admirably, right? They're figuring things out. But I think what we're ignoring in all this is that they're playing this weird formation with one forward, and they were trying to, to bunker in. And basically, I think they were going for a draw, or maybe they'd pick off a win and be happy with it. But... 
what ended up ultimately happening is Melia lets in a ball he never lets in in a million years, and it all fell apart from there because the plan to bunker didn't work, which I will criticize Vermees and the fact that they came out from halftime in the exact same formation, but they're down a goal. Like you, you can't keep playing the five four one if you need to score a goal. I just I love think. I just love this conversation so much where it's like Vermees is in the four three three for like a decade. Most like so many soccer fandom fans, entire fandom, and then they come out with this new this new formation, and all of the soccer journalists, all of our all of our bloggers are like, "What in the hell was that? We have no idea what this was. What's going on? We're just entirely lost by it." Well, as Thad may say, it, it may have looked like a 5-4-1 when they put it out, but it really played more like a 3-5-2, 1 because those wingbacks were awful wide. And, of course, late in the game, we see Izzy playing as a center forward, which right. you know, may not be a bad idea, but it played differently than a 5-4-1 for sure. Well, David, you were saying that things were like it was terrible. And I don't – like, the yes, sporting played terrible. I don't disagree with that. But – even they played terrible with all of those injuries, everything that happened, and they were still, I you know, two two goals that Tim Melia never is rarely ever, maybe not never, is rarely ever going to give up, and the third goal was a very soft penalty, and so like as bad as that game was, on like holy shit, they were like right there, honestly, like that game could have fallen another way, and they still could have like scrapped out a point out of that. You know, if, if Timmy doesn't get nutmeg, like the ball went under him twice in one game. How like on what planet? How many times is that ever going to happen again? Yeah, and I don't I don't think it was terrible. Honestly, I think they were playing different than we're used to, right? They were not they were not afraid to just kick the ball down the field and clear it long and mm-hmm. just reset and defend. And like we're used to sporting playing attractive soccer where they try to possess the ball and cut through the lines and make dangerous runs and Basically, the only guys making runs were Voinovich and Duke, right? Like everybody else was kind of hanging back. Maybe they'd charge up when when numbers got going or when we got behind and then everybody was down the field. Not only was Izzy playing center forward at times, uh, Courtney Ford was up playing center forward at times too. One point, Fontas was all alone. He was the only person back. I'm like, oh, yes, let's leave the slowest man on the earth back to defend everybody. Well, I'm fine with calling that terrible. Like I for, every, you know, the expected goals, the they, they like David was saying, the offense never seemed really quite much of a threat. But and that's why I still think it's that you know, I'm don't feel bad about saying that it's terrible. I don't think that that would continue, especially with all the injuries and you know the first time playing a new formation. But it's just I just why I think it's that amazing that they honestly the game could have gone very differently. I think it was just terrible by design. Like they weren't trying to possess the ball and win the game. They were trying to defend. They're trying to do what teams do to sporting all the time, right? Just sit back and hit on the counter and just didn't have anybody to hit on the counter. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And just going back to something you said earlier is I don't think that was so much as a desire to do so is they just didn't have the players to play anything else. So it wasn't like, yeah, we're going to do this today because we aren't doing well. They just literally did not have the amount of forwards that they need to play a 4-3-3. You know how many times Peter has played a 4-3-3 and you got maybe one guy who doesn't really fit that, but he doesn't want to change the other 10 guys. So he goes ahead and does it. Well, this is a situation where he didn't, he couldn't just change one guy. He would have to change three or four guys. 
and thus we end up in and they don't have any of those guys who are really true attackers other you know other than Voinovich uh Johnny's Ozzy Cisneros, who I don't think you really want to put him out there under bad situations right now. You want to, like, when he does get time, you want to let him grow into that still a bit. I think it's the only choice they had. That's And that's the problem is they didn't have a lot of time to work on it. They That's not what they've been taught this whole time. And their whole mindset has been, it doesn't always work, but their whole mindset is possession, possession, possession. So when you don't play that, you're not going to look great. Even though I don't think they played terrible other than a few mistakes here and there, it's just not going to look good when you're not used to it. David, uh, I think I want to get back to Courtney Ford there and talk about that, but we're kind of on the attackers right now. And so is anyone nervous or worried about the Voinovich signing after his first two matches? Are we throwing in the towel yet? Okay, Thad hasn't given up. All right. I'm happy then. Robert. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not worried about him at all, Nicole at all, um, nor am I worried about John East. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of wanting to talk more about Duke and Hernandez and our thoughts on those two guys because they were supposed to be, you know, they're more knowing the system, et cetera. They're supposed to be providing some of that attacking impetus in the midfield. And what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on their performances these last couple of games? Yeah, that's a valid question. I This most recent game, I would chuck it up to, you know, they those are young guys and while we do want to see them kind of put the team on their back or step up in some way it's hard to do that when you know it, it is such a makeshift lineup and when you're trying to uh, make sure you're doing the right thing in this new lineup that you've just in this new uh, system that you've just learned and so I think that probably played into a little bit but yeah like like we spoke before the the first game that those those are two players that we were gonna keep our eye on this year and wanted to see them come out of the gate really strong. And I don't think we have yet. Yeah. And, and in defense of Hernandez, remember he didn't play for half a year last year. And right, he's right. basically, I mean, it's almost like he's coming off an injury and we can say the same def- defense for Courtney Ford is, and Ben sweat, you know, both of those guys are getting their game legs back under him under not the best circumstances, but that's, that's the way it is for Felipe. But even if you don't think Felipe and Cam played well last game. They are the primary and secondary assist on the one goal sporting scored out of a 19 pass series that did look not too bad once they started to get their legs under him in that system. Did he get did the hockey assist get credited on that play? Yeah, it did. Nice. Yeah. It I did. mean, obviously that was, was a bright point for those two guys. Uh, I'm more, who are you guys more impressed with between the two as far as their performances? I see Hernandez. <laughs> I agree totally with Thad that, you know, he's had a whole half season off and he's going to take time to adjust. Me, for me, it's Duke has been more impressive. Like, oh, yeah. I they took Hernandez out of the game two matches ago against Colorado for like a shoulder injury. And I, I didn't see where he got hurt and I never saw him favoring his shoulder. And then he was never on the injury report. I was like, was it really that he was hurt or was for me just wanting to change something or was he unhappy with something? But then he was right back in there starting the next game. So was that... Like kind of like Thad was talking about out of necessity because they just don't have any healthy bodies. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it's going to be potentially even worse this week, depending on it. If anybody comes back from injury, they literally are eligible to hardship call up a player. There's so few bodies available unless one of these guys bounces back. Have you been watching Twitter? 
I did see the tweet. I have it in my preview <laughs> that'll be out uh, by the time you're probably hearing this podcast. Yeah, tease, good job. Dad never misses a chance to tease. So, you know, I I'm I don't know that I'm more impressed with one uh, or the other. Duke is a foul magnet, and he creates a level of dynamism that we don't have um, with any other player, right? Except for maybe Gadi Kinda. His ability to turn on the ball and explode forward and draw contact is it's a unique skill set on our team. And he's been really good at that. And we talked about this a podcast or two ago about is he better as a starter running at people for 60 minutes or is he better as a super sub off the bench where he can run at tired legs? Um, you know, I, I want to give them a little bit of a pass on their performance because they are younger guys who are drilled kind of in the specific system coming, come up through the academy and through the second team. Whereas you'd expect a veteran like Roger or a guy like Remy who hasn't developed in the sporting system to be able to adapt a little bit differently. So it's different. The roles and responsibilities are different playing in a diamond, uh, especially when you're playing at the top of the diamond, like Duke was where you're either kind of playing as an underneath forward slash like attacking midfielder role. It's a totally different role than playing that dueling eight. Uh, box-to-box slash attacking midfield thing that we usually do um, when we're playing a three-man midfield. Our spacing was all off because we don't normally play this system. You know, the 4-3-3 creates a lot of width typically, and then we have our wingers pinch in um, and cut in on their on their dominant foot so that they can then, uh, you know, they almost play inverted wingers so they can get attacks in the box. With a diamond, you don't have that width, and then you have to get your width from your wingbacks. And so the spacing then gets all off between the players. Um, so I want, you know, I think Felipe probably deserves some sort of a break in terms of his performance. But if you compare him to Roger, let's say just in terms of defensive actions, because they were both playing those box to box eight positions, they each had two tackles. Um, Felipe had a better success rate on his pressures, he was at 36%. Um, success rate on his pressures. Roger was at 23%. Uh, Roger had one extra block uh, on a pass, but then between tackles and interceptions, Felipe beat him at that as well. So when I'm looking at troubles in the midfield, I'm not worried about the young kid who took some time off, who's clearly growing back in the game. I'm worried about how old is Roger? 46? Oh, <laughs> No, you know. I think sorry, he's your age, sorry. David. <laughs> sorry, yeah. He probably is my, and he probably beat the shit out of me if you heard this. But, but yes, he will. at the same time, you know. We're having him on next week, so we'll tell the whole, the whole, <laughs> The whole conversation we had in the offseason was, it's cool to re-sign Roger for, one, the right money, and two, the right amount of minutes. And I know some of this is necessity with Gotti being out, with Yuri being out. But I think it's pretty clear through four games that Roger got old and he might be the weak link in the midfield right now. You didn't notice that last year? I was too busy hating on Shelton last year. <laughs> no, I thought Roger, Roger looked old at the end of last year, but I thought he was decent at the beginning of the year. And I, honestly, I don't think he's been terrible this year. Like, I don't know. Maybe my more. eyes he's, probably don't work. He's playing more. He's just not Roger. That's the only thing is... <laughs> Roger is when Roger was at his best, he was one of the most imposing midfielders in MLS. I don't know the right word imposing, um, you know, Stuck he, in. yeah, I mean, he, he made 
sporting good because he could do a lot of ground. He could do a lot of the defensive work that others didn't have to do and stuff like that. And he had some, he is not that same guy. Yeah. He's just not that same guy. He doesn't have the hair anymore. He doesn't do the tongue, the crazy pictures of Roger anymore. Well, some of them are kind of still, but uh, yeah, but he's still, he's still a decent midfielder. He's just not the Roger that we knew four years ago or five years ago. And he's never going to be again. And especially when he has to play every game, we, I would love to get it to the point where sporting's winning a game and he comes in the last 20 minutes and just beats the shit out of some Seattle player. But that's not where we're at right now because of injuries and such forth. I was getting really That's also Tim's job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys are making me really sad there for a minute, but all right. We're, I'm smiling now. So, well, another way to look at Roger, too, is this maybe. Uh, MLS has changed since Roger's been in the league. True. And uh, the type of player that he is maybe is an MLS 3.0, and now we're moving into 4.0. You know, you got more talented midfielders on the ball. Yeah, you've got to have the guys who do Roger type things, but we've got guys in the league who can do Roger type things and be good on the ball and be a you know good passers, good attackers. And you know, Roger's always been a decent passer, but not he, to the he's currently one of the leading scorers for sporting. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Three I think time. maybe maybe the league getting a little bit stronger is is an impact there too. All right, with your .0s and your four .0s, get out of here. When did three .0 <laughs> end? I hate hey, MLS nonsense. is growing, man. I remember when Atlanta put that TIFO out and it was like 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. And I'm like, how well did that work? And they've promptly been hot garbage since they won that title. So, Well, that's called coaching problems. Yeah, that's true. So I did want to <laughs> talk about the defense as well. Um, I, it, I could be mistaken, but I didn't think Courtney Ford was the number three center back in that depth chart. I, I wasn't assuming that was the case. I guess I was assuming that Veloder, even though I had never seen him play a single game ever and knew nothing about just the, I don't know, we just signed a new center back. I'm like, all right, he's probably number three, right? But uh, I think and, what it is is uh, Robert Volader uh, is behind Fontas and Ford is behind Izzy. They're more of those like-for-like things, and, and Volader just hasn't been there very long. Like you, just, you could tell he looked uncomfortable at times in preseason and... You know, it just needs time in the system, which is basically every new player on the team that missed all of preseason. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ndembe, Jean-Yves, Vunjevic didn't even arrive until like two days before he made his debut. You know, like they just need more time. Although uh, uh, Courtney Ford did come in for Fontas when Fontas went out uh, last game or the game before, uh, mm. two games ago or three games ago. Yep, that is, that's right. Uh, in true. Colorado, that's right. So, um, but didn't Cave so Rad come on as well? What's that? Did Cave Rad come on as well? Did that game? Am I no? He has not played yet. Oh, wow, I literally had a dream about this. Then okay, cool. You're dreaming about Cave? Yeah. Apparently, I like good names. He's got a good name. What can I say? He he does. He does. Um, I just think again, it's like Ford has MLS experience. He has. Playing in the U.S. experience, even last year with the USL, so he's still not back to where he was, but he's got that experience in MLS where uh, Veloder doesn't. So that's probably like the the biggest thing about him getting in before anybody else. Yeah, and I don't know if that if you notice this at the one home game we've gotten to go to, but like there's a rule about how many people who can be warming up at a time. 
So yeah. there's always a couple people sitting on the bench because they can't have all nine of your bench players warming up. And it's always that everything I've seen, it's been Pools Camp and Volodaire sitting on the bench, not getting to warm up. Like they might run over for a minute and then they go right back to sitting because the guys that are more likely to go into the game are the ones that are down there warming up. Yep. I do think Volodaire can be good from the things I've seen from him. Uh, just watching that little, the little bit of practice we've got to see the last couple of times. It's, I can see good stuff out of him, but I just don't think he's quite there yet. So, thank you for all being really nice to me about not making fun of me for saying in a very Missouri voloder. And then you all just like calmly were going, uh, calmly just started pronouncing it correctly. Uh, I like Veloder. <laughs> I would have actually just been calling him Robbie, but because Chad broke the Volodare cherry, I yeah. went ahead and went with it. Yeah. Sorry, also, I was listening I, to the pronunciations from the players. So I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be like Nate. You know, he's always, yeah. try, you know, did we know that it was Jordan Shakiri? Did anybody know that? I who knew? Yeah, there's I'm pretty sure many, that's not right. There's there's no way that and I didn't care. There's way too many <laughs> letters in that in that name for it to just be Jordan. There's no way. Well, so Cody, if we fine you for mispronouncing, uh, no, too much time has passed. No, well, no. Here's a question though: Would you be able to buy a new a second a backup power cord to keep in the bag? <laughs> So that we could record our podcast. We say we're going to record the podcast. Well, actually, probably about four of them because we need one at everybody's house. <laughs> right. I was hoping I was going to make it through this podcast without that coming up. So, but I, guess I don't know if anybody listened to last pod that's listening to this one. I'm sure there's a lot of people. But last time we had a test run before we actually recorded. This week, we kind of had the same thing. We had a little test run yesterday. We're all learning together, guys, right? <laughs> We're all getting better together. We're on this journey together, us and our listeners. <laughs> yes, we are. Cody, I want to note it. I did not bring that up. <laughs> okay. Let me, I didn't either, but I went with it once he did. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be back to talk about the RSL game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back. I just threw a curveball on the everyone else in the Zoom. No one was ready for that in any way, but we're back. That was a good commercial, though. Wasn't it? <laughs> I'm definitely buying that product and or service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Riel Salt Lake. I can't wait to find out what's actually in there. <laughs> Real Salt Lake, another uh, home match, finally. Um, who do we have? Who's our resident RSL expert? I'm going to go to David. Can I go to David? Oh, do you have to? 
It looked like you were frantically searching for something there. No, <laughs> I, I can well, jump I wanted, in. I've, I I've to... written the preview already for the game. And, oh, right. um, Perfect. I was actually RSL... trying to go to whoever was the least prepared there. But oh, my bad. apologies. I didn't know <laughs> we were actually trying to make it bad. Um, <laughs> they, no, that they, would uh, be like that other pod. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so who, that could be any podcast, right? <laughs> That's the fun. Of so the they game. are the, uh, the best team in the league, guys. They have the best record in major league soccer what that's not possible uh, technically like on goal differential or something you know they're not first but they're tied with lafc and the philadelphia union they have won three games drawn one and they are undefeated my word that... they don't actually play much though because they got ochoa right <laughs> well ochoa is actually injured so he uh i know david is probably upset that he won't be able to yell at Ochoa and say awful things and talk about his punchable face, but he will not be playing um, on Saturday. So Chad, I, I left the cauldron. I, I grew up and, and got uh, big kid seats. And so I feel like it's less appropriate. This guy, those things when there's children around. Um, so you got PG David in the stands this year. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. Uh, real quick, before we really dive into the RSL game, I would just like to point something out. Even though I just went full Skip Bayless, negative Nancy. Because we really get in-depth uh, in games a lot. So before for, we get too into the weeds, David, let's... For, let's this for the sake of the pod, I went... <laughs> I, I did my best Stephen A. Smith. Uh, we're four games into the season. We're in 12th. Not great. Not where any of us want to be. Uh, but four games into the season, RSL's in second, and they did not improve their team in the offseason. They, in fact, lost their best player to uh, to Seattle. But Seattle's in 10th, Nashville's in 11th, Portland, who went to the championship game last year, is in 9th, Colorado, who won the West last year, is in 6th. These The results are kind of all over the place right now. And looking at the season previews from the pundits who are supposed to know things like Matt Doyle, all the way down to morons like me, all of us kind of predicted that Seattle, Portland, Nashville, Colorado, Kansas City would all be playoff teams. So I'm not sure that it's really time to hit the panic button yet. Um, while I'm sure Nashville and Seattle are also fans are also all up in arms. I haven't ventured over to Sounder at heart to see if any of them are on suicide watch. You know, well, it's real early in the season. It's a long season. Well, it was a strong take, but your Stephen A. Smith wasn't very good. I did Stephen A. Smith earlier. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, that was when he was, like, kind of ripping on everybody. Right. Yeah. Ford was garbage. So that was garbage. That whole thing. I don't know. I said garbage. <laughs> I said Roger's really old. See, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, by the way, 35. <laughs> we need to have more sound bites. We need, to have, we need to have more angry and emotional people on this show giving hard takes that are ready to take the heat on Twitter and that's how you go viral. That's how you get a show going. Honestly, the hard takes such a disappointment. Are de <laughs> we're defending the team. That's the hard takes, right? Like uh, when you were asking for hard takes, I went to look at some of my tweets to see the angry sub tweets where people are like responding to my tweet. Cause I said, I think as soon as the final whistle blew, I said something like, I'm not worried. It's four games. The season is ridiculously long it's going to be fine. And like, everybody is just like fire Vermees and all this garbage in the tweets, but you just, you can't read it. I just don't respond to the negative people. I should start blocking some of them. Honestly, the same people say the same crap every week. Well, that they do. power by not to get too deep in the weeds before we go into the RSL preview, but perfect <laughs> segue to cauldron Facebook post of the week. Let's do it. 
brought to you by Dude Wipes. We need uh, some branding. We need imaging for this. <laughs> the Cauldron Facebook post of the week is brought to you by Brian, who said our roster is as thin as a meth addict's t-shirt. <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it made me laugh and cry at the That's same time. That's good. That's good. Uh, Brian wins. Facebook page never disappoints. Wonderful. Wonderful edition of, of the Cauldron Facebook page there. <laughs> uh, okay, I have a good way to begin our, we're going to go back to back on on bits here. A good way to begin the the uh, RSL preview that we've been talking about beginning for uh, a few minutes now. I have a mic stat, everyone. Another thing that we need some imaging for, some branding here. Mic stat. Okay, uh, from uh, down the byline. A mic stat. <laughs> okay. wait, wait, should we have imaging? This is a uh, audio media. Should we not have like a sound effect or something? Mic stat. Okay. Milia will make his league start number 200. Espinoza will make start 300 in all competitions. Zussi will pass Beisler for minutes played in all competitions as well. That is three big players making three big milestones right there. And we continue to have one of the oldest lineups in the league. You're assuming Tamilia's not being benched for letting in one and a half howlers? Mike Stat. Nothing. I think I think this is a good time to bench Zusi for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, that's how we go. Uh, that's a hard take. Not, that is a hard well, take. Well, skip well, Bayless over here on the podcast. Not, not, not based on performance. Not based on performance. You can't let him pass hometown hero and for the pod, Matt Beasler. Ah, that's oh, a valid point. That's a valid point. We need to protect these these milestones here, can't we? I was going to say City legend. Well, your your Zussi hate, I was like, this is on another level. I feel like Zussi's been pretty solid this year. Like, maybe he kept somebody onside on a play one time, but, like, otherwise, not too bad. Well, David, I don't know if you missed the the bombshell of an interview that Beesler did with this very show, but the the relationship between the two sides might not be as as flowery as it once was, you know, because he dropped some bombshells about the way he left and it was a big, huge thing. And it was a bit went viral and everyone knew about this podcast. There was a lot of good information <laughs> and it. it was a huge deal. Everyone heard it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's you, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. So maybe the two sides are not in, uh, in, in as peaceful and amicable, amicable as we once thought. And the two sides being, Beasler and Sporting, not Beasler and Zussi. Yes, thank you for clarifying <laughs> right? that. Yeah, I think those two are good good friends because I think somebody asked Zussi about passing him and he was pretty, you know, Zussi's just so nice and polite all the time. Hey, you know, maybe Very, that, very soft-spoken. Actually, this is, that does give us an excuse to um, maybe cut up that hour and a half interview that you guys did with Beasler and we can cut it up and re-release it in a, in a condensed version and get to the big fun parts that, uh, that everyone liked in there. And also show the part where Bob, they were having just a normal conversation and then Robert was just like, uh, so concussions in the sport, huh? That's pretty crazy. And just like dumped this huge. <laughs> Let's thing. get serious for a moment here. <laughs> they were just like chilling. All of a sudden, he just like it didn't ask like a specific way. He was just kind of like, "Wow, concussions, man. That's pretty crazy. What do you think about the league handling that?" And he was like, <laughs> "That's not how I said it, but okay." Beasler was like, "I oh, really man. wish you could have seen Beasler's face when he did that, though." <laughs> it was like, it was like, "I warned oh, him. You're gonna go there, huh?" For a moment. Yeah, he was just like, "Wow. Oh." uh, 
Okay, we're doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did that go on the cutting room floor? I don't recall that in the podcast. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's there, all there, on there. That's what there. I'm saying. We'd have to cut this up. We'll cut it up and then we'll talk about it on a show and we'll maybe we'll, we can write a little, do it properly, like write a little blog along with it and quote him and maybe it'll get picked up because there was some relevant news in there. It just, the interview happened like the day before the Chiefs were in the AFC championship. So it didn't go very well. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe that's a sound effect you can pull out those. Oh, you want to go there or however you said that. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's <laughs> a good idea. All right. Well, hey, go back to the RSL thing that we were working on. I'm going to sound an ominous note for some of you who might remember some opponent's goals recently. Last game, both of RSL's, RSL's goals, one was directly off a corner in which Bobby Wood was left entirely unmarked at the front post, and one off a recycled free kick in which another player was left entirely unmarked at the back post. So uh, ominous, maybe, hopefully not. you, you got to yeah. mark the lethal goal scorer of Bobby Wood, <laughs> am I right? That's, is that who we're gonna, that's who's going to destroy us this weekend, that I'm going to take over the mantle for David here and talk shit on Bobby Wood all, all show tonight. And then, and then he'll, he's definitely going to score a brace on us over the weekend, but I don't care. Bobby Wood sucks. Don't at me. That's why he's in Salt Lake. <laughs> Perfect fit. Is, in heaven. Does anybody know if Demir Krylock is back, if he's healthy? He's missed I believe, a few I believe he's injury. injured. Yeah, he, he's questionable according to an update from the team today. I forget who my source was on that, but I put it in my story. So, hey, go to thebluetestament.com and read the preview. And I told you guys to go follow this beat writer. So, Chad, you're such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Shades of blue after dark. Yes. <laughs> uh, no Crylock and no Ochoa. I'm I'm on board with that. And no Less. Dax McCarty because he got a red card last game. Yes, did you? We well, you know, Dax McCarty doesn't play for RSL. He kicked an RSL player, so <laughs> he was not going to be in this game regardless. Because oh, I had to get Na- that in there. Come on, he's on accurate national. partial information. <laughs> My God, did you guys see that stop? That's like no, I haven't seen a just a, as blatant of a stop like that in a while. Yeah, it was bad. He said, did you see his video where he like apologized? He was saying how he couldn't really rationalize what was happening. He was trying to make some back heel, kick the ball off the player to go out. And I'm like, the man is literally laying on the ball. It is pinned to the ground. It is not going to bounce off of him. And then it just looked like you violently kicked this man. So I'm interested to see what uh, suspension. Well, guys. I, I, yeah. I always have to remind you, you can't, redheads are feisty. They're just fire. We're fiery beings. I'm claiming Dax is a, I'm claiming Dax is a redhead as, as a ginger. He's one of us and fiery things happen. Don't mess with us. Is don't, he? don't fight a ginger. I think that sounds right. Oh, he definitely is. He's ginger, bro. Uh, RSL plays a three, four, two, one, um, Bobby Wood at the top, Justin Miram, who, Made Zussi look real bad last year in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Be one of the two underneath forwards. Um, I don't really know. I don't really have a good sense of this game. Uh, I really don't think RSL so like is. like every bad. week then. I really, <laughs> really don't. Hey, man. No. Well, I'm just going to lean into it. I tried dunking on our own team and it didn't work either. So, <laughs> yeah. RSL shouldn't be. On paper, they're not that good. I, I'm not quite sure how they're getting results. Uh, we should, should be fine. Um, of course, a lot of that depends on how healthy our team is um, and who's available. But 
they're getting yeah. healthier. They just RSL just doesn't look scary, and they're going to beat us three to one. Ed, you want to give that update? I assume you were there when that quote was given. Um, well, I'm not sure which quote it that was, if but you don't, yes, Chad will take it. Chad, Chad um, will do it if you don't. So you better get it. <laughs> but Johnny, Daniel, and Kyrie were all practicing today. Aha. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is the quote was, but Peter said, that doesn't mean they'll be ready. Okay. Look at that. Can I, can I respond to David's, you don't know how RSL are getting results? I'll, I'll give you something. Um, they faced two teams that were playing midweek CCL games. They beat Seattle. Like, they've beaten good teams. It's crazy. They beat the Sounders. They beat Nashville. They beat the New England Revolution. But the Revolution and the Sounders played midweek CCL games. So it's like, were they really putting out their best lineup? They're trying to win the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, the Revs were unsuccessful, eliminated after a 3-0 lead from a home leg. Oh, my goodness. But the Sounders are going on to face New York City FC, so they could still win it. Yes, I watched that second leg of that the three goal comeback. That was wild. Yeah, and then lost it in PKs. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, uh, Mr. Greenwald, you were worried about Justin Miram. He will be representing his country of Iraq, so he will not be available um, this weekend. It's Iraq. That's a fun. <laughs> okay. Volad, volader or whatever you said. <laughs> The loader. That's just such like a Missouri, like Southern way to say that. I hate myself that that came out of my mouth. The loader. Dad or, or Chad, do either one of you, do we have an update on Gotti Kinda? Anything since? Where, oh, where is Gotti Kinda? Please Just return. that quote from last week where he said he's nowhere near being close. So I'd assume one more week is not making him anywhere near being close. Yeah, I've not seen him out running or anything. Um, like Yuri was, I saw him doing stuff last week, um, doing f- certain uh, training on the side with the fitness guy or the the trainer, they, and then doing some running. So I think he's getting closer, but I've not seen Gotti. And when I last asked, he, I was told he was not doing running. He was doing like certain fitness inside, like, you know, um, stairs or treadmill or bike, I guess, or something like that. But so I think he's still a ways away. Can we make this a recurring bit for you guys who attend the press conferences to just ask every chance you get about Gotti Kinda's return? <laughs> How would Peter react if every presser you asked him? I want, got- I want the whole press room to unite and ask it in like a funny way. Ask it in the exact same wording every week from a different reporter until he just loses his mind. Yeah, you need to go. <laughs> yeah, I believe you get those Zoom links. So feel free to hop on, Cody. <laughs> I, Next I, one's Friday. I silently observe oftentimes. You I'm can a, speak. I'm a lurker. <laughs> Or a stalker. But the only questions the only questions I will ever want to ask are the ones like we're probably not supposed to ask. Like it's the one that everyone else wants to ask and nobody is. What? I don't know. I don't have one. That's is this a bit? Did we just develop a new bit for next week? The the question that everyone wants to ask in the press room but no one does. Because everyone's scared of Peter Vermees and Robo. I would no. say I'm not scared of Peter. I just have been 
made to look stupid enough times by asking bad questions that it it teaches you to stop asking bad questions. Well, like you, he's never going to talk bad about his players. So um, it's tough. It, it's like, you've got to figure out ways to get him to give you something. You said right. that phrase. You have to, you have to phrase it in the right way that he will answer it and give you something out of it. And don't we, I think Gotti has been asked about just about every week, if not every week since then it's, I didn't ask today cause I'd rather use the time today to ask about other stuff. Now, maybe in the press run Friday, we'll get a Gotti update, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it can't be asked. It's not, we're afraid to ask about it. It's just me knowing how it works. I know he's not anywhere near ready. So if I ask today and say, I still get, he's not ready. He's not doing stuff yet. It's no different than if I ask it Friday or next week, because it won't make any difference about him getting out there. Chad, you started, so sorry, sorry that you started that off saying that you were made to look stupid, that it wasn't your fault, that you weren't being stupid, that maybe someone's being mean. And then you, and then you wrapped it up there with, because I was asking stupid questions. So, okay. Okay. That now that makes sense to me. I get it now. Well, so Chad, you also mentioned that he won't talk bad about his current players. Do you think enough time has passed that he would trash talk like Emiliano Amor? If we could go into a deep cut, maybe go back there and see what happened. Um, I think he would probably just say, you guys are living in the past. Let's talk about my team that's on the field today. And Yeah, something on that line. He's not going to talk bad about a former player. Uh, not on the record, not in a presser. I mean, if you get him alone in a off-the-record kind of conversation, you might get some history or background, but you're not going to get that in a official press opportunity because he's not going to do it. It wouldn't, it would not behoove him to talk bad about former players and then have players hear about it. So I, I think, get, the, Oh, I was going to say the most you're going to get is kind of like what we got for Barber and Freeman, where he said, Hey, if they still want to play soccer, I wish them the best. Like, Oh, if <laughs> these young kids that have dedicated their entire teenage life to being professional soccer players, uh, don't want to play anymore. Cause you cut them. I don't know. I think it was like saying, hey, it looks like based on what they're doing here at practice or whatever that they don't want to. But uh, I don't know if you see. Yeah, I think that's trying to signal to me. Uh, Freeman put a brace in the other day. Yep. Freeman's agent messaged me. And he goes, I tried to tell Sporting that he can score goals. <laughs> OK, I, I looked at a couple of those, the goals he scored, and I'm not really impressed by by the goals. Like I know, yes, I, I get the way that looks. Like, haha, I scored two goals, but I'm I'm not convinced he's that good. And it's USL. And there was yeah. a tree in goal. And there's just a tree. <laughs> we only have trees in the USL that don't move. <laughs> yeah, we know Wilson Harris scored in USL level, so you know. Oh, that's actually the one I was thinking of. That goal. They act like that was such a great goal, and I don't and I don't think that it was. Whatever. It wasn't they, a great goal, but it was a goal. They can score goals in the USL. Good for them. I wish well, him nothing so, but the best. Yeah, and I, especially Wilson. Thank but, you, uh, Peter. <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything against Tyler either. I just, I don't know. I don't know why Wilson didn't get. I don't know why Wilson left unless he was wanting an opportunity to play. There you go. There's, there's the first edition of Cody's game. The question that wasn't asked at the press conference that everyone wanted to. There's been like, yeah, a couple of those. Why did that guy get cut yesterday, Peter? Can you provide any details on that? Uh, no, no, no. Screw you. Those questions were asked. Oh, they were. Okay. Okay. Yes. Who asked? So Cody, I, th I, I think your, your bit almost combines with wrong answers only. Like I want yeah. Chad to ask like, 
does, you know, uh, does Christian Lobato deserve a stained glass, a statue, or a plaque? <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> I still want to ask him about the the circumstances of Sunni Saad's exit, but I'm, just, I'm still stuck on that one from, like, however many years ago that one was. And I just want to be able to talk about rumors that we've heard, but... <laughs> Yeah, I will never ask that question. That is for sure. Cody, I'm, stop lurking. No, you can I'm just, feel I free. Just, I just wanted to toe a line there to make Thad really nervous that we were gonna that he'd get that I would get the show and our blog in trouble by saying things. I just wanted to toe the line there and I got a, I got his face, I got his palm covering his face, so I succeeded. Now Thad, would you like to wrap us up with something prophetic? I understand that the women in Estonia are beautiful. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Boom. I'll give you a boom for that one. Boom. For the reference, the the inside joke, the off-air joke that you made that none of our none of our listeners are going to get at all. <laughs> so on that note, while we're not talking, while we're making jokes not for the listeners here, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Look at that. I remembered. Uh, okay, yes, guys. Uh, will ever, who's who's going to the game this weekend? Will I see people there? Lots of hand raise. Cody will be back in Estonia <laughs> for undisclosed purposes. <laughs> no, the- uh, that said, real quick, be sure to watch the Kansas City Current second game of the Challenge Cup on Friday. They looked quite good last Friday. And then uh, Sporting Kansas City 2 are on debuting Sunday. on Sunday. Ooh. And the Kansas City Soul Comets. Park Rangers. <laughs> Kansas City Comets will be playing the same night as Sporting. All right. Go Sporting and Comets and Current and uh, Sporting and SKC2 and Swobark Rangers. Woo! Woo! Anything to shake this room